0: and hope, and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. Praise God. Well, bump your neighbor, tell them they look good in church, and you can be seated. Open your Bible to John chapter number 5. The gospel according to John chapter number 5. If you don't have a good Bible reading plan... Or you just say, man, I'd really like to start reading the the Bible, I recommend starting with the Gospel of John, Start in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. If you've never read the Bible at all, there's some great translations out there um, that are more easy to digest in our common vernacular and language than what I typically study in. I study in what they call the King James Version of the Bible, which is just... It's an old English translation. It's the first uh, translation. It used to be called the Authorized Version. It's the first translation that uh, was translated into English from the original uh, languages that the Bible was actually written in. But if you don't have a good Bible reading plan, I always recommend start with the Gospel of John. We call it the Gospel of Love. It's a beautiful picture of who Jesus is, uh, of almost every facet of the Word, you can take it too far. Uh, except love, you can never take love too far. It's the one thing that you can't take too far. You can take the law too far. You can you can make the law a stumbling block for somebody to access God instead of uh, you instead of what Jesus uh, uh, came to establish, which was the law was not designed as a stumbling block, but the law was guideposts for our life that would help us live the abundant life, live the life that God originally intended for His creation. Um, Let me just give you an example. Uh, If you do not commit adultery, you're probably going to have a better life than you would if you did not. Somebody just say amen. If you're not a bald-faced liar, you know, odds are more people are going to want to do business and be around you than if you're a liar. So God's law is not to, it's not a fence uh, to keep us out of things that are enjoyable it's actually uh, uh, guideposts or guide stakes that, that, that are designed for God's people to recognize, say, hey, here's some, here's some keys that I can you know, implement in my life. And if I will do them, then I have more access. I become more like God. Uh, not necessarily more like God in becoming infinite in wisdom and omnipresent and omnipotent, but more like God in the way of this is His nature. The law of God shows us His nature. The kindness of God. But the one area that you can never overemphasize in God is love. That's why I like the book of John so much. Because John is considered the disciple whom Jesus loved. And the reason that it says that is because John wrote that. In other words, it'd be like me saying, Hey, I'm Brian Hallam, uh, uh, pastor of New Heights Church. and, And oh, by the way, I'm the preacher that Jesus really loves. Because John wrote it. So for, uh, for us, the, the, the understanding is, is to recognize that that's who you are in God. Open your Bible to John 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. Everybody say five. Five represents the number of grace. Five uh, represents the, 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 the grace of God in almost every place that you will see it. Five also is, is, is a reference to the five-fold ministry, which is grace in operation. You see, the five-fold ministry was not established the way it is today until after Jesus died. In other words, we had to land in the dispensation of grace... In order to access the fivefold ministry the way that Jesus uh, intended it to function. But five represents grace. In other words, anytime you see the number five in your Bible, you ought to be looking for grace. You ought to be looking for... What does grace mean? Grace means unmerited favor or receiving something you don't deserve is a real easy way to understand it. So five is very interesting. Matter of fact, our church, we just celebrated in October our five-year anniversary. Our church has entered into an ex- a season of exceptional grace. I would even call it great grace. Our, season, our church has entered into a season of exceptional, unmerited favor. Now, the way this works in your life is uh, most people find, get this, and this is real deep, so you just have to stay with me, they find what they are looking for. You never find your keys unless you're looking for your keys. You, you could sit and, you know, if you, if you're, if you misplaced them and you just go sit in your car and stare at your steering wheel, guess what? You will not find your keys. You're going to have to go and actively pursue that thing that you want to pursue. You remember Jesus said, if there's a hundred sheep, one gets lost, I'll leave the 99 and I will go find that which is lost. If I have 10 coins and I lose one of them, I will leave the nine and I will go find the one I will pursue because most people find what they are looking for. So New Heights Church in 2018 and, or 2017, the end, and going into 2018, we need to be pursuing or looking for that great grace in our life. Because it is available now, we have crossed over into a different season. There are seasons and times in God. We don't recognize seasons and times anymore uh, in modern society because we have, uh, we, we have fruit that is available all year long. We have vegetables that are available all year long. This was not commonplace in, in Bible times when the Scripture was being written. That's why, they would, that's why Jesus would speak so much in farming terms because it so greatly identified different seasons. Some seasons are, are wonderful. Some seasons are difficult. But there are seasons in time. Well, as a body, New Heights Church has entered into a season of great grace. Everybody say great grace. Great, we've come into great grace. The, 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 the favor that is on this house is going to do nothing but increase. And that means the favor on your house is going to be nothing but increase. Because the Bible says in the book of Philippians that you are a partaker of every grace. If I say grace. You're a partaker of every grace that is on this house. So if you're enjoying being in debt, I want you to know it's coming to an end so you might not enjoy it when God just rebukes the devourer off of your finances. If you've, been, if you've, if you've had a symptom or a condition on your life and it's just been hanging on and, and, and it won't let go and it's nagging like a little cough in the, in the winter time, it just won't let go, we're coming into a season of great... Grace and it's coming off of your life, even now. But the, but the Bible says Jesus was there, and he went to Jerusalem. He went by the sheep market. Went by a pool which is called Bethesda, and 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 Bethesda had five porches. In other words. Is uh, a place of grace, but Bethesda is an interesting word. It literally means the house of mercy. So Jesus comes over uh, to the pool called the house of mercy, and he identifies that there uh, is five porches. In other words, there is grace available in the house of mercy. You don't have to have much of a of a um, you don't have to have much of an evangelism plan when it becomes known that there is grace available in the house of mercy. You see, people people have to recognize the Jesus that is the same that Jesus was when the Bible was written. There is grace available in the house of mercy. New Heights Church will forever and always be known as a house of mercy. You come in these doors with sin, uh, sin, overwhelming you and, and, and plaguing you with doubt or fear or an addiction or a disease or or you can't sleep for 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 uh, things bothering you at night. This is a house of mercy where grace has been established as the doctrine of this house, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus comes and, and he goes to the house of mercy. Well, I feel this is like a Wednesday night type message. I may I may go a little deeper than I was planning on it, but but he comes to the house of mercy, and he we we recognize through this teaching that grace is available at the house of mercy, and the Bible says there lay a great multitude of impotent folk that were blind, many were halt they couldn't walk, many were withered meaning they had uh, uh, withered hands or feet, uh, many and they were waiting for the moving of. The water. You see, the water doesn't always move, but when you know where the water moves, you know where to be. Because if He's ever done it once, He will do it again. Come on, if He ever rescued you one time let's not doubt He'll rescue us again. If He ever brought you to a new job one time, He'll bring you to a new job again. If He ever rescued your child one time, He'll rescue them again. If He ever healed your body one time, He will heal it again. So what happens is, is everybody's there, and the Bible says there's a great multitude. There's a lot of people. And uh, uh, what's very interesting about this is... is In and amongst a multitude of people, sometimes it can feel like, well, well, who am I among so many? Who am I among all of these people? If God is sitting on heaven's throne looking down, the earth is his footstool and is looking down, who am I among the seven billion people walking the face of the earth? Who am I that he would even think about me? The scripture says, who am I that you are mindful of me? How can you even think about me? Uh, but the Bible continues to say, verse 4, that an angel would go down in a certain season into the pool and he would Trouble the water, and whosoever was the first after troubling of the water that stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Verse 5, and a certain man. Everybody say certain. certain. Number one, if you're taking notes, among the multitudes you are certain to him. Among the multitudes of the people that are traveling the earth, that are, that are bound with issues and problems, among the multitudes, you are a, you are still a certain individual. Everybody just look at your hand. Nobody has a fingerprint like you. You are certain to God. We can pluck one hair from your head or at least some of you we can pluck one hair from your head, praise the Lord. And we can take that, we can put it under a microscope and nobody on the planet shares your exact DNA, because you are certain to God. In other words, in your worst moment, you can never listen to the adversary trying to tell you that you don't matter to God, that who are you among all these people. You got to remind yourself, I am a certain individually. I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I am handcrafted. Everything that God created, the Bible said He spoke into existence, but mankind, he said he put his hand on us and he formed us and he shaped us. In other words, Everything about our life decrees and declares that the God of heaven and earth looks at us above all other creation, but we have to get to the point and remain at the point to understand that even among the multitudes, we are a certain people. There are many religions. There are many ideas. There are many different groups of people. But we are a certain group of people. We are a set apart group of people. We are the head and we are not the tail. We are truly blessed in our coming in. And we are blessed in our going out. But even amongst the multitudes. In other words, when you're going through something. You're still going through it. Expecting God to do what he said he would do. Expecting God. Everybody just say. Think big. big. He said he's going to do exceeding abundantly above, more than we could ask or think. So we're going to think big. In other words, the multitudes may be going through some things. But we don't go through things the way the multitudes go through things. We go through things expecting. So the angel would come down in a certain season, and he would trouble the water. And the Bible says that whosoever would get in the water would be healed of whatsoever. I love the Lord because he never excludes what we have access to. He never excludes who has access. The whosoever's would be healed of the whatsoever. That means if you fit in the whosoever category, if I just raise your hand, if you fit in the whosoever category, then whatsoever you're going through, you are a candidate to receive that thing that you need from heaven. And the multitudes can't stop it. The multitudes can't slow it. Because in that moment, even when it seems like nobody else can find you, he is looking to and fro, searching and seeking you. And the Bible says that you, that certain person, are going to have access in the house of mercy to great grace. The scripture continues. It says, A certain man was there which had an infirmity for thirty and eight years. Everybody say 38. thirty-eight. Thirty-eight Thirty-eight's uh, an interesting thing. It's the number three and the number eight. The numbers in the Bible, they have great they have exceptional meaning and nothing was placed in our Bible by happenstance or accident. It was written by men of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit. But that number 38 is very powerful. It's so the number three, the number eight. Three always, rec- always represents a completion or, a, or an end of a thing. Uh, com- the 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 complete Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You were made in His likeness. You you are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body, your flesh. your are three parts. Uh, water is is found in three different characteristics. It can be a vapor. It can be a solid, and it can be a liquid. Three. It always represents the number of a, a, a of completion, and the number eight in our Bible always represents a new beginning or a new thing. In other words, the man... For 38 years, he'd been dealing with a disease that had caused him to not be able to do what he wanted to do, not be able to supply for his family, not be able to worship God like he wanted to worship God. I'll bet you if he couldn't clap his hands, he was looking at all the people who wouldn't clap their hands and saying, if I could clap my hands, I'd clap my hands all day long. 38 years he'd been dealing with this, but all of a sudden, the water-walking Galilean Savior shows up on the scene and the Bible says that he looks and he sees all the multitudes but he didn't just see a multitude and it looked like a kicked ant bed to Jesus it looks like every single individual and uh, and individually he hears our hearts cry and he knows the one thing that each of us is believing him for and he walks up to the certain man and the Bible says he'd been that way for 38 years so the question is When do I come to the completion of this thing? And when do I hit a new beginning? Well, I'm glad you asked. 2018 is the year of new beginnings. 2018 is a year of new things, new births, new ideas, new new opportunities. 2018 is going to be a year in your family where the only thing you'll regret in 2018 is if you don't think big. Completion and a new thing. In other words, when does that happen for me? It doesn't take 38 years. That's not the key. The key is when Jesus shows up. When Jesus shows up, everything changes. When the Spirit of the living God makes manifest in your life, everything changes. I love the early service for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that even in this moment right now, I know that your lives have been marked with times that the Holy Spirit has shown up in your life. Many of you were destined for jail, prison, or worse, Yet the Holy Spirit just reauthored your life when the devil tried to say otherwise. There are times whenever you didn't know who to be around or what to be around and God somehow rem- miraculously put you around a spouse that would complete you. God miraculously removed somebody from your life that needed to be out of your life. You can find situations and circumstances where the Holy Spirit has changed everything and this was that day for a certain man. 30 and 8 years, 38 years. In other words, it came to a completion and all of a sudden there was a new beginning. Verse 6, Jesus saw him lying there and he said to him, he said, he, he knew that he'd been there a long time because he's Jesus and he says to him, he says, will you be made whole? The Holy Spirit still asks this same question today. I know we're caught up in the iPhone age and the digital ideology and the understanding uh, 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 mentality that says that we have to somehow be able to explain everything and and understand every small iota of what's taking place around us and when we go somewhere we know every single turn before we get there and our phone beeps and tells us whether or not there's traffic but there are some things where God is still asking not do you understand how I will do it but will you receive what I am trying to pour out in this generation. I believe the eyes of God Himself are looking through the earth today and He's looking for a group, He's looking for a remnant, He's looking for somebody that, not, will have, that won't have to understand every small detail but rather will just receive what God is breathing out. There are some things in Christianity that we cannot explain. There are some things in Christianity that we will not explain. And there are some things in the body of Christ that we're not going to be pushed in a corner and try to act like we have to explain every little detail. If He says, will you be made whole? The answer is yes! There are things in God that only break when you just choose to believe Him at His Word. There are things in the body of Christ that only move and only shift when you choose to believe Him at His Word. 2018 is going to be a year of new beginnings in your family. It's going to be a year of new beginnings at New Heights Church. And I testify and I prophesy at this moment that our ceiling has become our floor. In other words, everything we have accomplished up to now is nothing compared to what will be accomplished in the future and through this church. We're going to see... Thousands come to God in this place. In just a few moments, I'm going to have the ushers pass out a handout that has some information about what God has done through New Heights Church just in 2017 so that we can all, as we are believing God and thinking big, we can get our expector out there. We can believe God at a higher level. One of them is that I'll give you right now is almost 2,000 decisions have been made for Christ Jesus in this building alone in 2017. Now, now what that means to you and me is something very important because I know here at New Heights Church we all enjoy slapping each other on the back and believing in God but would you believe it there are places you can go and you can hear somebody teach what they would call a good message or otherwise yet never bring somebody to the place where they have to understand that you must be born again to enter this kingdom. You must be born again. There is no, there is no removal of the necessities that Jesus Christ urged and placed upon His people. On the contrary, there is a necessity for those who will rise up in their inner person and begin to testify of the things that we will not back off of and the things that we will not lay down. And one of those is, is in the body of Christ, if you want to come in, you have to be born again. Which one of y'all been praying got me all stirred up like this? <laughs> you have to be born again. born. Well, am I supposed to enter back into my mother's womb? That's not what he's talking about. He says you have to be born again of the Spirit. Everybody is born naturally. You have to be born again in the Spirit. Have you ever met somebody that their life was changed because of the power of the new birth? Don't you remember what it felt like? I remember, see. I can't mark the moment, but I remember time and time again the feeling of the washing away of my sins and my iniquities, things that plagued my soul and plagued my spirit and held me in a place where I never felt, I never felt like I was enough. And then all of a sudden his grace pours like a river and you find yourself in him. See, there are some things that we can't fully explain, but we have to believe. He said, will you be made whole? Number one, you're a certain person in the multitudes. Number two, you're coming to a place of new beginning. Number three, we're going to believe it because Jesus said it. In that deep, we're going to believe it because Jesus said it. Will you be made whole? The impotent man, the man, the certain man, the man by the river, or the man by the pool, answered Jesus, says, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Come on, don't talk yourself out of your miracle. Come on, don't, don't try to explain your way out of your miracle. Don't talk yourself out of your miracle. Don't, don't look at somebody else receiving a healing and try to figure out how come that wasn't me. Don't talk yourself out of your healing. Don't don't look at somebody else's blessing and try to figure and try to act like heaven is somehow less capable to bless you. When Jesus heals one, it doesn't remove his power to heal another. When Jesus when God blesses another, it doesn't remove his power to bless you. No, we're not going to talk ourselves out of our miracle. How long should we hold on? Well, I think 38 years is a good starting point. How long should we stand in faith till we see it? Till we see what? Whatsoever. Well, who can believe that? Whosoever. I found that God doesn't use uh, important people all the time. He just uses the whosoever's who will believe. He'll just use the whosoever's to do the whatsoever's and then He confounds the wise with the whole thing. How in the world did a group of people from the Brazos Valley Build a building like that. Well, God did it. Praise the Lord. That's what we're going to say. You're going to be driving by. with Your, your family's going to come in. And you'll go, hey, come on. I want to drive you by our church. And they're going to be driving by. And, and, and from a mile away, you'll, you'll be sitting there. You'll be seeing it. And they'll be like, what is that Kyle Field? No, that's New Heights Church. Praise the Lord. If he said whosoever, I'll be a whosoever. doesn't sound like a bad word to me. Well, what are you believing for? Whatsoever but what if he does it for somebody else I'm going to celebrate for them we're going to celebrate for Round Rock we're going to celebrate for our, our brothers and sisters in Christ well, well you think you think he'll, you think he'll do it I know he'll do it well how do you know it well he did it one time before see and if he's ever done it one time then he'll do it again well how do you know where to be you go where the water's troubled I feel the water is troubling even now. What a great, what a great God we serve. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands. What a wonder you are, God. We came here today to worship you and to believe you at your word. Verse 7 I don't have anybody to put me in the water. Somebody else steps in front of me. Don't talk yourself out of your miracle. Jesus said unto him Rise up Take your bed and walk. verse 9 and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed ushers go ahead and pass those folders out immediately he was made whole immediately he was made whole I'll bet you he was glad he went to the house of mercy that day Immediately he was made whole. The key to receiving from God is doing what God says when he says do it. In a couple of weeks, we have, we've been talking about it for almost two months now, what we're calling it Sacred Sunday. Where we're going to receive a special offering at every service that day. Where we're given towards growth, we're you know nothing ever grows unless it's planted, and we are believing God that 2018 is going to be a year of exponential growth, and these numbers that are listed on this card that we will so quickly blow past them and what we're able to accomplish. There's a, a, a couple of different orphanages that we uh, partner with or, or help out. I don't know legal way to say it one's in India one's in Guatemala, Casa Angelina you guys are familiar with that one but I was talking to Brother Ivan and he said he has a, I believe it's a two million dollar budget a year because they, they also uh, I forgot about this one they also feed children in Ethiopia is it Ethiopia? I think it is Kenya, thank you I say 300 or 3,000 kids a day something it's a lot but the thing about it is I told him I said man I'd love to just meet your whole budget he said Brian I we're talking two million dollars I said what's that to the Lord I said I'd love to just I'd love for our church to just meet your whole budget I'd love for us to just be able to say here man go build another one you already know how you already know how. You, you, you've done it. I'd love to just meet the whole budget. So when you're praying over the next couple of weeks, I want you to think big, big in terms of what are you calling me to do, God? And then I, I just say, between you and him, do what he says. A lot of times he'll stretch you. It wasn't easy for this man to decide to try to stand up. It wasn't easy for this man to try, to decide to try to just stand up right there whenever he hadn't been able to walk for 38 years. But he just did what Jesus said. So for the next couple weeks, just pursue the Lord. Lord, what would you have me to do? I want to see the kingdom grow in this region and beyond. I want to see the church grow in this region and the other. I want to see it happen. I want my family to see it. I want, want, Lord God, to see what you said can happen, happen. Oh, I'm thankful for all the other moves of God, but we want our own move of God. I'm thankful for all the revivals. I'm so thankful for Azusa in California. but I want our own I want, I want I want God to do what he said he would do and it's not on him it's whether or not we can believe him so he says, he says get up take your bed and walk immediately the man was made whole he took up his bed and walked and the same day was the Sabbath everybody say Sabbath that's really important The Jews therefore said to him that carried his bed that was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed on the Sabbath. During the Sabbath, if you're Jewish, you're not supposed to work. You're not supposed to do anything uh, productive. So there's this man that's been crippled for 38 years. Who's toting his bed around. And the only thing the religious folk had to say was. You're not supposed to carry your bed today. Number four. They're going to talk about you anyway. You just as well experience God. They're already going to talk about you. If you thought you could come to a church like this and not be talked about, then you haven't read your Bible. If you thought you could come to a church like this and experience some of the things that we experience and not have the devil throw some rocks in your direction, then your Bible study needs to increase because the moment you walk through the doors, no, the moment you woke up and decided, I'm going to the house of God, I'm going to the house of mercy to find some grace this morning, the devil put a bullseye on your back and he tried to say, I wonder if I can just talk about him enough. I wonder if I can say enough about him. And then he'll use what you... you don't know in the bible against you in other words the devil didn't come to this man and start talking about what he was wearing or how he was talking or otherwise because he had already experienced grace so what he tried to trip him up with was with the word of god you see if the devil can't get you with sin he'll get you with righteousness this is, why, this is why people don't want to go to church. It's because when we get churched and we get there especially for a long time, now all of a sudden we start to figure out like we can mix the Kool-Aid better than somebody else. When the reality is, is Kool-Aid is good, it just needs somebody to stir it up a little bit. If the devil can't get us with sin, listen, if the bar doesn't tempt you at 3 o'clock in the morning anymore, the devil's not going to be talking to you about the saloon. But he'll start making you think you're better than somebody else and that you have the Bible cornered and you have the better under you have a better understanding than everybody else and therefore you can instead of using the bible as a bridge of hope you use it as a machine gun to shoot people who are trying to get close look at your neighbor and say not me look at him again and say not you they're going to talk about us anyway we just as well live under the blessing. We just as well let God establish His covenant through us. When, when, Listen, when my children walk around in a new pair of shoes, it doesn't mean they have money. It means their daddy and mama want to bless them. So when you're walking around and the blessing of the Lord hits you, and you're carrying what used to hold you back, and somebody looks at you say, why are you worshipping so much? Why do you love God so much? Why do you keep talking about that? Why do you tithe? Why do you offer? Why do you keep talking about thank Jesus this and glory to God that? Why do you keep doing that? You look at him and say, because I was a whosoever and he healed me of my whatsoever. Because I used to be bound in sin and he has set me free. I used to be held in chains and the anointing destroyed the yoke. Well, you shouldn't be doing that. You don't know what I should be doing I'm going to stand to your feet I came here today to tell you That the thing that's been plaguing you Is coming to an end And there's a new beginning I came here to tell you that the way to access the miraculous is not necessarily to understand it all. We don't stick our head in the sand. We're not, we're not parking our brain at the door. But there are some things you just have to say yes and do what He said to experience. There are some things He's going to tell you to do something you've never done. In the next couple weeks, some of you, God's going to tell you to do something at a level you've never done. Pick up your bed and carry it. My what? I can't even wave at you. And you want me to pick up my bed and carry it? I believe what was so great about that moment is even though He felt the need to explain away his condition. The Lord paid no attention to his excuses and still offered healing. You see, the year's about to end. We're so thankful for what God has done. We're coming into a season, church, where we're going to see things happening. Things are, going to get so, things are going to get built so fast around here, you're going to think we're doing it with Legos. We're going to fill every building up and build more. We're going to do more. I declare 5,000 souls in 2018 in this building. In this building, 5,000 decisions for Christ. I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. 5,000. In the name of Jesus Christ. So as we're preparing over the next couple of weeks, I encourage you, spend some time in prayer. If you've never come to one of our midweek prayer opportunities there at lunchtime, it's from 11 to 1. just telling you, most of the time you find what you look for. In other words, you're hungry. You see those golden arches, you find you a quarter pounder. But if you want some more God, if you want the Holy Spirit, of course He's everywhere, but He tends to show up where the waters have been troubled before. Come out here for a few minutes on Wednesday. If you can, if you can't, it's just an opportunity. It helps to recalibrate our thought processes. Our problems seem to get smaller in His presence. The bigger our God gets in our eyes, the smaller our issues become. So that's why we make that available. It's Wednesdays between 11 and 1. And then what we do is we let the staff go home in the afternoon so that we can all be super fresh for service on Wednesday night. But it's a powerful, powerful moment and opportunity. I encourage you to try it out. If you can this week, just come by but just for a couple of minutes. Just swing in. Watch what happens when you walk through those back doors. Right. I typically don't wait till 11. I like to come in here and I just like to set the atmosphere. Just my own my own conversation with the Lord. I want my expectancy to be real high. I want to be in, in in lockstep with the worship team, so that if the service takes a turn, we're all ready. Over these next couple of weeks, encourage be praying, Lord. What would you have me to do? What are we giving towards? We're giving towards growth. Why? Because people matter to God. More than anything else. More than anything else. Have conversations with your children about it. Ask each one of my kids this week. I said, what are you thankful for? My little six-year-old, I had to make sure I said the right age, little six-year-old looks at me She says, I'm thankful for the orphans, Daddy. Well, how could she be thankful for orphans? Because we're always talking about them. Hey, hey, you know, they're like us. That's what we were before we know God. Then we get a daddy in heaven. And that's why it's important for us to do really well so that we can be a blessing. Because they don't have a mom and a dad. But Christians love them and they turn orphans into royalty and they get it like a little bitty they get it oh yeah praise God that makes sense dad everybody bow your head and close your eyes if you're here today and you're not right with God I don't want to end this service without giving the opportunity to get right before you leave maybe you're here today and you say you know what I used to walk strong with him but somehow away along the way I backslid never said yes to Jesus or you're backslidden but you know you need to come home today when I count to three lift your hand And I'll include you in a prayer in just a moment. One, two, three. Lift your hand. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Is there anybody else? All right, church. Let's all pray this together. Say, Oh God, I come to you now and ask you to save me. Write my name in your book. I believe Jesus died. And rose from the dead. For my victory. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. Don't forget. Be in the house of God as often as you can. Especially if you're giving your heart to Jesus. The other thing is. uh, If you're an actively serving member on our First Touch team. We're going to have a lot of fun. In Santa's Wonderland. So register for that. If you haven't gotten a uh, angel off for the angel tree to bless a young child don't miss that opportunity it'll really bless your family to be a blessing one last thing if you're here today and you've never joined our church but you know this is the house for you you sense the presence of God you sense the spirit of God you know that God's calling you to be in this place we have new members classes and they're great sometimes they're difficult to get to because of scheduling and I want you to be a partaker of every grace that's on this house So when you get connected with us, that's what happens. So if that's you and you say, man, I do want to be a member of this church, I want to extend that opportunity today. I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm not going to embarrass you. But anything that grows has to first be planted. And the Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord, that we will flourish in God's courts. So if that's you today... Uh, and you've never joined our church officially, but you know this is the house for you. When I count to three, just lift your hand and let us tell you we love you. So if that's you and you want to join the church, lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift it up. <laughs> Praise God! I see you back there. Come on, give me a big hand, y'all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anybody else? God bless you. This is going to be a great, a great season in your life. Uh, even if you filled out that little card a handful of times stop by the tent, fill it out one more time and, and mark on there you want to be a member and we'll get you all the information associated. Y'all give them another big hand. Praise God. Alright, let's lift our hands. Father, I ask you to bless your people coming in, going out. As we're praying about giving towards growth, speak to each one of us. Tell us what role you'd have us play, Lord God, as we commit to our sealing what we've done in the past becoming our floor I pray, Lord God, that you would continue to do what only you can do in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.